Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to a Sherlock's podcast special. At Sherlock's, we are very excited to have makeup artist Lisa Potter-Dixon joining us as a contributor, columnist and all-round makeup guru. And we thought, what better way to celebrate this than with an interview with the woman herself? If you're not one of the tens of thousands who follow her on social media, then let me introduce you to the lady who, when it comes to beauty, really does know it all. With a CV full of countless catwalk shows, celebrity clients and editorials, she is the head makeup artist at Benefit, as well as being the author of two books. Lisa, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We are so... I sound like Victoria Beckham using the word excited (laughs) in every other word, but we really are so excited to have you work with us at Sherlock's. Thank you so much. And I thought, yeah, you know, you've had such a successful career and we want to hear about it. So take us back to what led you down a beauty path. Did you always know you wanted to work in beauty? At what point did you decide that was the career path you wanted? I didn't think I always wanted to work in beauty, but I was kind of always surrounded by makeup because I think that when you're growing up, the things that you really love, a lot of the time you don't think they can be a career. And for me, my mum was a model in the 70s, but when I was growing up, still she owned a model agency. Then she had a beauty salon called Looking Good. Great name. Mm. (laughs) So I was surrounded by makeup constantly, not just from her but from my grandma's as well so I loved it and I was always doing my sister's makeup I've got four younger sisters and my brothers as well how many siblings oh I'm the eldest of seven okay wow eldest of seven the boys always had the best eyelashes so they'd get the mascara (laughs) tested on them but I started doing makeup on my sisters I then started doing a lot of school plays and kind of doing the makeup behind the scenes then you know for university I was doing my friends makeup for nights out in return for WKD Blue like it was really something that I loved loved doing and then I thought can I do this as a career and then that's when it started kind of coming into mind I was like okay how do I do this so you went to university yeah what did you read at university theatre and English literature although I literally did no work I was on you're too busy doing everyone's makeup I was and I played hockey so you know I know we were talking about your kids earlier and they're getting into sport and stuff and I was a hockey player we're not seeing much talent yet but you know I I didn't have much talent apart from the fact that I could do a forward roll off the pitch while holding a pint without spilling it that was my main impressive impressive (laughs) no but I loved university because I met my best friends I had so much much fun you know I did all right but I was knew that I was interested in something else and that was makeup and so you left university and was it then makeup 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 or did you do anything else first well through university I had three jobs so I was working at office selling shoes which is where my love of shoes comes from I'm obsessed with I've got over 200 pairs I love shoes so I was doing that in the day then at the weekends I was going to work at Carluccio's as a waitress and then in the evenings about five days a week I was working at a bar wow. so I was kind of working non-stop which is why I did no That's work also why you did no work <laughs> yeah so during all of that in between I was trying to get into makeup didn't really know how so it was just 
linking out with photographers that I knew from university and doing shoots, etc., on people that wanted to be models. And it wasn't really until I thought, okay, I finished university now and I need to join a makeup brand. And that's when Benefit came in. So God, you were with Benefit from really the very beginning. Yeah, I was 25 when I joined Benefit. So I've been there over 10 years now. And did you join as a makeup artist? No, I joined as the boutique manager for Covent Garden. And it was kind of fate. I always believe everything comes to a reason. I sold a pair of shoes to the HR director. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing here? You need to come and work in makeup. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I remember going upstairs and getting my makeup bag out. And I had loads of benefit in there that I'd been given for my birthday, which was only a few weeks prior. And I was like, yes, this is the brand. So yeah, I started as the boutique manager. I think, you know, back then, Benefit, and it still is a great yeah. brand with cult products. But when it came onto the scene, it was just so exciting, wasn't it? There's so, nothing like it. Yeah, nothing like it. And also, it was so much smaller 10 years ago. I mean, it's been in the UK for 20 years now. But 10 years ago, it was kind of getting that cult following mm. and so I came into the business firstly when there was no social media secondly when they were still growing and thirdly when there was a lot of opportunities that I saw yeah and that's how I managed to grow my role so you got in there as yeah. store manager for yeah. Covent Garden was that an enjoyable role I really enjoyed it because I had an amazing team and it was in Covent Garden and that's just the coolest place to be when you're buzzing. that age so yeah. buzzing so much creativity around there and you've got amazing theatres around there obviously you've got all the street artists there was so much going on it's still like that now but it was even more so then because you had all the boutique shops mm. and all the independents and stuff like that but most importantly for my career you had all of the magazine houses in Covent Garden, Bauer Media, you know, you had all of these big houses that now are spread out across mm. London. And that's how I took my career further. Okay, so tell us more about that. So I used to find out who the beauty directors were, who the editors were, when there were big events happening, like the Glamour Awards, the Elle Style Awards, or things like the BAFTAs, all sorts. And I would literally, on my lunch break, go and stand outside the offices with a photo of them, if I hadn't seen them before, with my homemade business cards, which I actually hand-wrote them all. And I would say, Lorraine, to like Lorraine Candy, one of the biggest yeah. editors-in-chief in the industry, Lorraine, I know you're going to this tonight. I'm at Benefit around the corner. Come on in. I'll do your brows and your makeup for you. Great. And I did. And people said yes. I don't know why or how, but they did. And they came in. And then I built relationships. And then I started shooting with them after these relationships became kind of, you know, Amazing. really regular. And I'm always one to take a bit of a risk. And I just think that if you do that, opportunities kind of mm. come. And they did. So they were coming into Covent Garden. Yeah. You were still manager, but you were doing people's makeup up in the store you weren't just running the store no so I was doing makeup and I was also running all of the events for benefit boutiques as well because you know my last name is Potter Dixon but everyone calls me Del Boy Potter <laughs> Because I'm such a Yeah, I am really a really dick. So I used to go into the offices and take benefit products and sell them for like an hour and we'd make loads of money. And so I went to the big bosses and were like, look at all this money we made. Let me be events manager as well as run this store, as well as do makeup. So you've got a real uh, entrepreneurial spirit, even though you were working for benefit. Yeah, I just think that my mum and dad always taught me, you know, to make your own opportunities. So that's mm. kind of what I did, saw opportunities and just went for it. <laughs> so your role then evolved and you became store manager and events manager. How have you grown your own name? Because you're not just known for working for benefits. Well, I was kind of shooting in my spare time, again, with a lot of up and coming people who are now not up and coming <laughs> and making relationships with a lot of the magazines, etc. And giving a lot of quotes 
quotes. That was kind of my in to start with. I would write loads of quotes for trends that were coming out, new products, and I'd give them to these people in the magazine houses. There was no PR for Benefit at the time. So I was kind of doing it all myself. And then when I was doing more and more makeup, I went to Gail and Ian, who ran Benefit UK for 21 years. They only retired at Christmas. They're the most incredible people. And they were the people that never said no to me, which was amazing. And I said, listen, I know we're not an artistry brand, but I think you need me as head makeup artist. I think I need to get out of the events, out of the store, give me a chance and I'll prove to you that we need this. And they said, okay, we believe in you. You've got six months to prove that a head makeup artist is something that we do need at Benefit. There's no other makeup artist globally. I'm the only one who's the head makeup artist. There was no one to kind of say, oh, how they done that. So I just created this role and now I've got a team of 30. Yeah, amazing. Um, and that was how many years ago? Seven or eight years ago. And as head makeup artist, yeah. what does that involve? Are you coming out with looks, training? You're obviously a brand ambassador. What else does your job entail? So mainly now either shooting or I do a lot of TV or I'm supporting my team. When it comes to product innovation and stuff, I support with that because um, we have the amazing global team and um, obviously benefit. They still do everything in-house. It's really rare for a brand of that size to create all the products in-house still. They have things like a storyteller who creates the product names and the story behind the product. It's incredible how they do it. So they'll send me the products and I'll test them and say, this works, that doesn't work, etc. But from day to day, my main job is shooting content creation for retailers, for the brand. But I work for Benefit mainly, but I do a lot of freelance now. And I have an incredible senior team, the six of them. And then on top of that, I have the 30 National Trend Team, which is a protein for benefit. It's really impressive that you've grown your own name and your own business alongside your work for benefit. You know, they obviously value you that much that they will allow you yeah. to work with other brands. I think what's great about you is, you know, you obviously rate so many of their products, but you know, you don't shove them down anyone's throat. Yeah. You talk about them sometimes, but you also talk about loads of others. Do you feel really fortunate that you're in that position? Yeah. So lucky. It is definitely a trust thing that mm. we have with each other a respect, mm. a loyalty thing, you know. I've been very lucky to have a lot of opportunities from other brands that have come to me. But for me, I could never physically work full-time with another brand. Like, if you cut me, I'd probably bleed pink blood, you know? Like, <laughs> but there are so many amazing brands, and I'm very lucky to be able to work with them as well on so many different levels. And like I say, Benefit have given me that opportunity because they can see that I'm loyal to them. Yeah. It's just an amazing relationship that we have. And I have a lot of friends that are brand ambassadors or makeup artists for other brands that are not allowed to do that. And I feel very fortunate. But, you know, they're fortunate to have you and they obviously respect you and know that this is how they're going to keep you. I have to just say to anyone listening, there is no need for us to talk about Benefit. Lisa hasn't asked for us to talk about Benefit. No. <laughs> I actually do want to talk about Benefit. Okay. I'm really of the age where, you know, I was so excited by the arrival of Benefit to the UK. And I remember, you know, the Hula Bronzer yeah. and, you know, all the sort of cult products that everyone else does probably. But today, if you're going to go and spend your money at Benefit, what would you say these are the key things that everyone should have? For me, Benefit are the authority on brows and mascara. I mean, that for me is something that I think they do incredibly well. 
again, going back to them working in the house, that's a real positive because a lot of brands now turn products around really quickly. Benefit take like four, five, six years to get something right. So if you're looking at the brow collection, you know, if you're talking numbers, they own 50% of the brow market in the UK. Benefit Yeah, they've got the top five best-selling brow products in the UK. Oh, wow. And what are they? So Gimme Brow Plus is the number one best-selling. Then Precisely My Brow Pencil. And then I think it goes Browsings, Goof Proof, and Anchor Brow in one of those orders. But they also have the top three best-selling mascaras in the UK. Right, So out of all the brands, it's amazing, isn't it? Mascaras, I'm not surprised because that was the thing, you know. But you're a brow lover like me. I am. I'm mad about... I need to get in on the Benefit Brow love. But the Blink as well, I'm into the new Blink. Really? Okay, I've tried them too. Oh, it's defining the new one. It's amazing. Yeah, I've tried that. You're now studying my brows. I'm feeling really self-conscious. The first time I met you, didn't I? I was like, you've got great brows. You should have them darker. I know, this morning when I got up, I forgot that you were coming in. I was so distracted by this shoot we had this morning. And now I'm like, shit, Lisa's coming in. I should pay more attention. No, they look good because you tinted them again, didn't you? Yeah, I have, but it's also this arch. Yeah, they look really good. This blink one, it's good. But I need to show the benefit ones. So the brow and the mascara, that's what we need to... Well, for me, precisely my brow pencil is my favourite. It's like a really fine tip. So it gives you these kind of hair-like strokes. So it's easy to use. And then mascara eyes, Bad Girl Bang, the newest one is my favourite. Just gives you these thick lashes. But you know, there's so many like cult products like you mentioned, Hula Bronzer. People know. Still today, you still think it's It's still number one. Is it? 20 years. In the UK? Yeah. Is it? The best-selling bronzer? Yeah. That's the thing that I love about Benefit as well is that people don't realise. They're the number one Mm. makeup brand in the UK. People don't know that. Are they? Yeah. Which is great. And that's what they want. They'll probably tell me off for saying that. But because it's kind of still a secret brand. Everyone always thinks they've discovered it. So young teenagers coming up now think they've discovered it. When in fact, it's probably their grandma that discovered it. It's 41 years old. Interesting. I know. Can we just go back to mascara? I know we're supposed to be talking about your career here. But just when you're applying mascara with a thick brush, how do you stop it going on your upper eyelid? I do the bottom lashes first. Yes, so do I. Um, Okay, well, that's good that you do the bottom lashes first because hardly anyone does that. So, again, it depends on your eyelids. It depends on how wet the mascara is. I personally just make sure that you put a translucent powder, just dust it over the eyelid, over your concealer, before you put your mascara on. So, if you've got eyeshadow on, do you use a cream or a powder eyeshadow? Powder. Yeah, well, it shouldn't really transfer. Mm. Perhaps I'll have to show you one day and you can tell me what I'm doing. Definitely. Um, Let's talk about social media and the impact that's had on your career. Because, you know, you've got a huge following on Instagram your videos are amazing you're going to be doing some Instagram for Sheila which I'm really excited about your YouTube videos are so entertaining you know you're also so entertaining to watch that's obviously why everyone loves you because even if you're not interested in Halloween makeup I know Lisa is the queen (laughs) of Halloween makeup if you want any inspiration then get on her Instagram (laughs) on her YouTube channel but you know that's not really for me but there's just something really enjoyable about watching you do your thing I mean god who knew that we were going to have this opportunity with social media I mean, I certainly didn't. It really has just changed the world, like literally. Yeah. The main thing for me is that I always want to be myself. I don't care if I'm on there with no makeup on Insta stories. I don't care if, you know, something's happened. And I don't give away my whole life because I think that's, you know, important not to. But... I do tell stories about what's happened in the day and I do, you know, kind of show that it is real life and that not mm. everything's filtered and all of that kind of stuff. But I do think that social media has changed the world for the good and the bad. When you watch things like Black Mirror, have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, I have seen a couple, yeah. Petrifying, because mm, I, I do think things can go crazy. But 
for my career, social media has been great because obviously now that's how people get jobs. Mm. <laughs> it's how opportunities arise. And I love teaching people how to do things. And it's such an easy way to do it. So would you say that if you want to get into the world of makeup artistry, you've just got to be prominent on social media? You do have to be, but there's a lot of people on social media that say they're makeup artists that aren't makeup artists that just do makeup on themselves and are blimmin' brilliant at mm. it. If you want to be a makeup artist, you have to go and work in makeup without being on social media. So be on social media as well, but go and work on a counter somewhere and then you've got 10 different women or men a day that you're doing their makeup on and you're learning different shapes of the eyes, the face, skin tones, etc. different dilemmas. You know, go and hook up with people that are up and coming in the industry that are photographers, models. Don't just think that if you want to be a makeup artist, it is just social media. You have to graft. Mm. I still work 80 hours a week. You know, it doesn't matter how big you are on social media, how well you're known in the industry. I can tell you now that the biggest people in the industry still work like crazy. And how important is it to do the shows and editorial shoots? Less so now? Unfortunately, less so now. I still adore both. The whole industry is changing. We're seeing that with the magazines closing. There will definitely be magazines forever, in my opinion. There's this whole thing which is, don't buy a coffee today, buy a magazine. I just think that, you know, there's nothing better than holding and reading through a magazine. I don't mm. know about you, but I flick through first, look at everything and then go back and read mm. it. So editorial now is on magazines, but also now a lot of them are transferring to digital. Yeah. So shooting is still a big thing. Yeah. The shows are less about what they were born to be about, which is buyers and, you know, buying the actual clothes. It is now more who's on the front row and mm. there's a lot of influencers over celebrity. It doesn't mean that they should stop at all because that is the way the world's changing. And I love the trend. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And that's how we see the trends. Who's coming up with the trends? So when you do yeah. a show, is Stella McCartney saying, right, this is the look I want for the makeup? Or is the makeup artist coming in, looking at the collection and saying, this is what I think you need? It's such a collaboration now. It never used to be. It used to be very much, this is what I want, because it was all about the clothes. Then social media hit in, and then it became about hair, makeup, nails, clothes always first. But it became this big collaboration because actually then... 
the beauty journalists are going backstage and they're going to be posting about the show from a beauty point of view. You know, the fashion are doing the fashion. So it became this huge thing. So now it depends who you're working with. It depends if you worked with them before. But usually what happens is I'll go in, I'll look at the collections, I'll talk about their inspiration. Then I'll say, okay, this is what I think based on what you're saying we should do. We'll have a play around. We'll come up with a color palette. We'll work together to create the look. And then I'll work with the hair and nails and we'll all do the same. Mm. That's why I love it. It's such a process. Which shows have been the highlights when you look back at your career? I worked with Matthew Williamson for years. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I did all of his campaigns and did his you? shows. And for me... God, I always think of the show with Jodie Kidd. Oh, pink I wish I'd done that like, one. <laughs> oh, God. That, as a teenager, I guess I was. I just remember it so well. It was such an amazing oh, moment, wasn't just it? Just gorgeous. And I've been in his archive, which is just... Oh, my God, can you imagine? And for you, just such someone who loves experimenting. Yeah. You say experiment, experiment. Yeah. Just he's the just colour and the, the colour yeah. king I've been to his house which is just insane he's got a neon pink hallway like I just love of course him he has. So, yeah of course <laughs> I love working with him Sophia Webster right. very different shoe designer yeah. not a show a presentation yeah. But her mind, she, ex-disco dancer, as was I. Oh. Not as good as her. She was an absolute, like, champion disco dancer. Really? But you can see that in her style because it's all really fun. She loves colour, mm. she loves sequins, she loves all that kind of stuff. So always doing the makeup with her was really fun. So I would say, you know, it's been a lot of shows that I've done, but they're my two biggest highlights. There's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? With, you know, fun and playful and not yeah. taking things too seriously, which yeah. I would say is you down to a T. Apparently Lisa's dressing up yeah. at wardrobe is <laughs> something to be seen. It's pretty um, epic. And who has inspired you over your career? For me, you know, a lot of the big makeup artists now, you know, like Val Garland, I mean, is mm. just incredible. Phyllis Cohen is one of the most innovative makeup. If you look at her work from the 80s, she has been such an inspiration. Kevin Arquan, I mean, people like Lisa Eldridge, who really was the first to do the social media side of things. You know, there's, there's just so many of these incredible makeup artists. Then there's people like Louise Constad. I don't know if you would have heard of her. No. I actually trained with her for a, a while and... She was incredible, but she did a lot of film makeup. Like she did Sense and Sensibility and she did the Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. I love her mind. It's just so creative with everything and her mixology of products is insane. So there's a lot of people in the makeup industry that have inspired me for sure. And who in the public eye do you think gets makeup so right? Kate Blanchett. Yeah. God, she's great. She, she is incredible. She's just so timeless and so from another planet. Isn't she, she is. I saw some makeup that I don't actually know who did it. It might have been Gucci Westman, I'm not sure, but she had that glass skin almost kind of Korean trend that's coming across with this kind of glowing, forget highlighter, this is like a glass, yeah. gloss skin. And it was on Kate and I was just. Pale beauty, it's like oh, so pure. That's why, what's the lovely girl that I've just met on your team whose makeup I'm going to do? Narissa. So her skin, she has these amazing freckles and no foundation mm. on. And she just looks incredible. And it's the complete opposite of what we're seeing on social media. And that is such beauty. Mm. You've been on several TV programmes. Oh, I love a bit of TV, yeah. Well, you're <laughs> born for it. And, you know, QVC yeah. is a fairly significant part of your role at yeah. Benefit. yeah. Looks like you have such fun doing that. Do you do 24 hours or something? Oh, yeah, the other day I did like 24 hours. Jeez, yeah. I, I was just oh, exhausted watching snippets <laughs> of that on your Instagram account. But tell us about the power of QVC. We've talked about it on podcasts before. I can't get enough QVC. I just think it's the most fascinating business. It really is. So officially, it's the second most trusted retail company in the UK. John Lewis is number one, which I always find right? really interesting. Mm. From a beauty point of view, the brands on it are amazing. You've got powerhouses on there. You've got Benefit. You've got Bobby. You've got... Bear, you've got Elemis, you know, Lizelle, you've got these big beauty brands on there. 
And then you've got the most amazing gardening and cooking things as well. I mean, you've seen it. Like one minute you're watching, you know, someone do eyeliner, the next minute you're watching, you've definitely got to have that hose <laughs> because it's going to change your life. Anyway, it really is an amazing place for people to learn because actually the viewer is usually, I'd say 35 to endless 100, you know, and there's a lot of women 50 plus that watch it mainly as well. A lot of women that are stuck in a rut with things, particularly when it comes to makeup. And the reason that I love doing it is because you can teach people how to do something that is going to change their whole makeup routine, their look, their everything. You have models that you're doing it on and I just love that side of it and the amount of messages I get from women that have bought something and said, oh my God, if I got this home, I would have no idea how to use it. You showed me how to use it. Yeah. I've never looked better or felt better. You say you learn things when someone's waffling on about a gold necklace. I mean, there's only so much you're going to learn. It's like, you know, beauty <laughs> is, the, you know, makeup tutorials. Yeah. It's the kind of obvious fit, isn't it? It really is. And I don't know how they do it. It's mental. I mean, they're on air, what is it? I don't know, 20 hours a day. It's crazy. But Serious stamina. It really is amazing. Yeah. And it's huge business for brands it's like that. Huge. Fit, isn't it? And it's the brand awareness as well. Mm. You know, you can't beat it really. Yeah, Particularly incredible. the way the retail world is going on the high street. It's a great way. Tell us about your books. You've had two books. Yes. And any more? Potentially. Potentially. That's all I'll say right and, now. And tell us about the books that you've written. Have they been successful? How did that come about? Yeah, it was crazy. So I was on Twitter and I got a tweet that was from a publisher saying, hi Lisa, we've been following your career for a while. We'd love to talk to you about writing a book. And I thought it was a joke. I was like, okay, fine. Responded with something along the lines of, ha ha, great idea, DM me. And then they did. And then I met with them and they had a pile of my work from years wow. of stuff that they'd done they done the homework. Yeah. And they said, do you want to write a book? I said, okay, sure. First one was Easy on the Eyes. So that was an eye makeup book because obviously eye makeup is one of the biggest things that I get asked about. I wanted to be based on like Jamie Oliver's 30 minute meals but for makeup so I did 5, 15 and 30 minute makeup looks so we did a smoky high here's how you do a 5 minute one or here's how you do a 30 minute one so obviously advanced and that went to number one on Amazon so then they asked me to do a second one and I didn't really know what to do and I thought well actually I'll do a makeup manual so I'll do a lot of different things and I asked women on social media what was it they wanted to learn and I took that and transformed it into the book and that went to number one as well literally within 24 hours it was amazing but I think it shows also that how interested women still are in beauty and, and in the learning. Power of it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's just so transformative, isn't it? And what are the things that you're asked the most? How do you do a smoky eye? How do you get the perfect eyeliner flick? How do you get your brows even? How do I cover spots? You know, and I think makeup is made out to be really complicated a lot of the time. And the way that I approach it is right. Okay, don't worry. Sit down. Let me teach you. You're going to be able to do this in ten minutes. And I think that that's kind of what I've built my career on as well. Is that kind of learn with Lisa that kind of simplicity of things but at the same time I can go and do a shoot with Wonderland and do something editorial and you know creative but that's not what we want every single day no quite right they are two very different very things. different and I'm interested just in terms of your career so your time is split between benefit doing your own thing yeah working on shoots etc when it comes to making money as a makeup artist yes what are the roots that bring in the most income? It's a tough one because... It's quite bitty, I it feel. It is, because with editorial now, there's not much money in editorial. Social media is definitely a way to bring in money. I am very choosy with who I work with. I can be because I work for benefits, so I'm on a salary, so it's very different for me. I'm yeah. not completely freelance like a lot of makeup artists. But also TV, long contracts on things. Like I do things with Box TV and I'll go and present for them doing makeup and hair, etc. So getting long contracts on things... 
the things that I love the most generally have the least money. So things like books, unless you're JK Rowling, there is yes. not much money in there, but who cares? You've got a book on the show. I know, it's so important <laughs> to say that though, isn't it? I spoke to someone, she was like, whoa, I had no idea what I was getting into. I mean, the amount of work that goes into it for the Would you say it's a vanity money. project? Definitely, 100%. But God, a worthwhile one, you oh know, my to have God. your name on a book, that's pretty cool. Yeah. In terms of life's goals, I'd say it's maybe worth it. it but def- don't go into it expecting huge money. No, definitely not. So I think a lot of things is when you're contracted with brands and freelance things as well that are mainly social media based now. Mm. That's what people want. That's mm. what brands want. They want the biggest audience and that is via social media. Yeah. And do you have to work for free a lot as a makeup artist? Or is that just when you're starting out? Did you do that quite a lot at the beginning? Those oh, yeah. photographers you talked about at uni, I presume. That Everything was, was free. Everything. I, I guess think- it's like interning though, isn't it? Of course it, it is. And course. actually, you know, we hire so many interns here in yeah. full-time roles. So I know employees get a bad rap, but actually... What an amazing opportunity. It, it's the best job interview you'll ever do for us. Definitely. So I guess it's the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same. Obviously now I do less and less unpaid work unless it's something that I really want to do. There's a lot of projects that I'm creating that I then say to my friends in the industry, listen, I've got this idea. Let's do this. Let's just all get together. When you are in the creative industry, never stop being creative. You know, Mm. you're always passionate. You're always experimenting. You're always learning. And so I will create projects as will my peers, you know, in the industry. They will create projects and we'll work together and we don't get paid for that. Mm. But less and less now do I have to do things to pay. But when I was starting, oh my God. And you know what? Actually, if you are deciding you want to be a makeup artist, whatever age you are, expect that and embrace it Mm. because actually it's very hard to get an internship I must get 50 to 100 emails a week asking if people can come and assist me and I do try and get people in every now and again but I do have a full team all the time as well now Mm. so but if you do get an opportunity take it that's what I'll say but if you're that determined you know we've had interns who would literally leave here at six o'clock and get a train to Birmingham to do it's a, a shift travel cost the is the evening, hardest thing, you know, isn't yeah. It? But if you're that determined, it can be up. It's tough, but you have to take the risk, and it is really the best way to get into the industry and the best way if you're just starting out to learn if that's actually what you want Mm. to do Mm. because that'll be your hardest job and who have you met that you've been the most impressed with Shaka Khan oh wow yeah I was doing Love Box and she was performing I I used to do a lot of festivals I don't do as many festivals now because I like going on holiday (laughs) (laughs) I did festivals for years I worked with some amazing people there but Shaka Khan I was doing her makeup and she'd come with half of it done because she always has done her own makeup a lot of the time but she wanted some eyelashes so I was like okay let me help you come on she's like okay I don't just want one pair I want four strips of eyelashes so layer them together a lot of celebrities do that but maybe not four pairs like Cheryl Cole was very famous for always doing two pairs of lashes yeah 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 but four pairs of lashes which is imagine the weight on your eyes but this is a woman who however old she is had the most incredible curly hair that you know was so ginormous wearing a denim jumpsuit of joy she just looked insane <laughs> these massive heels on and I just thought yeah you're gonna rock those you're four pairs of so she was just incredible and then whenever I'm working with music artists the best thing for me is then being able to watch them perform because you meet that real mm-hmm. person particularly the old school artists it's very different when you're an up-and-coming artist and you've got all your people mm-hmm. around you a lot of the old school artists they're not interested they've got their mates that have been their backing singers for 50 years you know yeah, yeah. so then watching them perform it's just incredible mm. yeah I went to see it star is born last night oh did you is it that good oh my god it is absolutely amazing but that reminded me of that because it's really raw isn't it oh my god it's so simple and they're just doing it for their art and not that I've seen it but I've seen some clips Uh, it is just amazing but 
that's someone's makeup I'd love to do actually Gaga for sure yeah. and her face is just so amazingly interesting yeah and it's just so versatile oh, isn't it she's so incredible versatile. what are the mistakes that people always make with makeup yeah too much foundation is a massive one. Not lengthening your eyebrows enough. They should be from the corner of your nose to the corner of your eye. Yep. That's where it should end. That will then lift your cheekbones. Okay. So it'll give, lift your appearance of your cheekbones. Taking a smoky eye out too far, because actually, if you take it out too far, it makes your eyes look droopy. And yeah. also, do you know the one thing that I don't like, which people might disagree with me? That highlighter on the end of the nose. In pictures, it looks amazing, but in real life, I'm a bit like, ooh. I mean, highlighter, do we really need to mess around with highlighter? I love highlighter. Oh, do you? <laughs> Okay. Can you see my highlight now? Can you see this? But no, but that's because you've done it yourself and you know what you're doing. I mean, to me, too much highlighter is just such a bad thing. Too much highlighter can be a nightmare. Yeah. And you look like Tin Man and then that becomes like a real kind of crazy look. But highlighter is amazing if you put it in the right way. Use your fingers when you're applying it. Pat it on. Just pat it on. You just need a small amount on the cheekbones and you're done. Or mix it with your foundation. Oh, so many ways. We'll write about it in the column. Okay, we'll write about the column. <laughs> and tell me other brands, so benefit obviously, yep. but other brands that you really rate are? Stila are amazing. Got another quite old school brand. Yeah, Stila are amazing. I just think when they brought out all of their glitters, they've done an incredible job at that and they are amazing. NARS, I just mm. love their products. They mm. kind of stick to to their guns and stick to what they know and I think that they are really great Urban Decay for their eyeshadows I think are also amazing Glossier I love Glossier I think they've got some really great everyday products mm. and I love their marketing honestly I could sit here and name like a hundred brands but I just think that for me a lot of the old school brands you know things that have been around a long time people like MAC mm. I mean MAC at the moment kind of not spoken about enough what an amazing brand what an amazing array of products that so they've got so many colours as well aren't there yeah, so, so many, many so many and as a sort of final tip Bargain Beauty. If you want glitter, because I love glitter, Barry M, NYX or NYX, yeah. however you want to say it, really great products. Kiko, you know, you can buy a eyeliner for four quid. Why wouldn't you? But also, I just love Boots and Superdrug when you can go in, you know, to any chemist. And there's always a brand that I don't know. There's so many, like Makeup Revolution. They've got some great stuff as well. And you can get an eyeshadow palette for a tenner. Yeah. That's all I used to do as a teenager. We just used to swan around Boots. Yeah. Testing out Hours. Rimmel product. Rimmel and Collection 2000, as exactly. it was Exactly. And then spraying on some Impulse. Then. It was great. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> what would you never leave the house without putting on? I'm guessing impulse isn't... Not now. Not now. Not anymore. <laughs> We've grown up a bit. Honestly, it's a lot of time that I do leave the house with nothing on. So I would say blusher. I think it transforms your whole look. It makes you look healthy and it makes you look like you're awake even when you're not. Lisa, thank you. I think we would leave it there. I hope that's worth everyone's appetite with what's to come. I can't wait for your column and to have you as a regular on the show and also to tune into your weekly Instagram sessions. Bring it on. That's it for today. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.